You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We're going to continue with what Pastor Eric started last week. Amen. So I believe we're going to have a powerful service this morning. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Father, we bless you. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. We thank you for an opportunity to meet with you. <clears throat> thank you for an opportunity to hear from you. We thank you for an opportunity to be transformed by you, to be changed by you, Lord God. As we behold you, as we behold your word, your glory, your goodness, so we are transformed into your likeness. Lord God, we thank you that this morning we will take another step towards your likeness. Another step, by the end of the service, we will reflect your likeness even more than before. We thank you that for what you've already started, Lord God, from the beginning of the service, from the prayer, the worship, even you know, while people were arriving, you started to work already. And we thank you for what you're going to continue to do. Father, we love you. We bless you. You've gone ahead of us. You've glorified your name. You continue to glorify your name. And you will continue to glorify your name. We love you. We honor you. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. So my name is, for those who don't know, my name is Ryan Yurster. Um, I head up the, the campus ministry together with my wife, Jessica. We do it together. We head up the campus ministry for church, uh, for Every Nation Midrand, and obviously a couple of other things. So I'm sharing the word with you this morning. It's great to be here. Obviously, it's an honor and a privilege. So um, yeah, we trust that the, the rather large shoes, which are, yeah, every, will be, some, we'll do some justice by the end of the service. Amen. All of you coming up here know what, know what it's like. It's not a joke. It's not a, uh, Pastor Eric started a new series. Uh, he started one looking at, uh, who, can tell me the, who can tell me the name? Uh, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? So that's what we're going to continue with this morning. I'm trusting God, but by the end of the service, every single one of you are going to experience a touch of God. Amen. It's not to say that you haven't already. We had the worship, which is just, you know, off the charts. We had the prayer. So I believe God has already started to move. But I'm trusting Him that by the end of the service, when we talk about do you want to be made whole, God's going to have touched every single person, or at the very least, given you a word that you can apply. Amen. So the question we asked last week, very simply, was, do you want to be made whole? And obviously, by faith, you know, we declare, you know, all of us are whole, we made whole, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But then as Pastor Eric started to unpack, we realized that, you know what, there are things in our lives, they could have been from whatever, the time we were born, they could have been from our childhood, they could have been from last week, you know, which affect us on the inside, and those things which affect us, on the, which we pick up all the time, you know, in interactions with people, because, you know, we aren't perfect, and definitely the people around us have their moments. So those close to us and those not close to us. So we pick up things as we go along, and those things affect us. But here's the, here's the, here's the crux of the matter. Those things that affect us have an effect on our life, what we experience, what we receive, how we receive, how we engage with people, how we hear from God, what we take, what we don't, how we react to circumstances when we might have to react differently. Amen. So that's the, that's the crux of why we're saying internally we have to have a look and we have to deal with some things. Because it not only affects our internal health, it affects how we engage with the world around us and it affects how, what we receive. So if, we're not, if there's something out of balance on the inside, what we receive is going to be limited or it's going to be filtered. And I don't know about you, life is difficult enough 
you know, other than, other than missing out on something you should receive. Amen. Okay, so let's start. We're going we're gonna to start quickly. Uh, John chapter 5, can you put it up in the, we're going to start from there. It's where we started off last week. <clears throat> and it says, as, as fo- it reads as follows, very simply. Now there was in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, all different kinds of conditions that we can experience, waiting for the moving of the wall. They were waiting for something. Verse 4, for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Verse 6 says, Then Jesus saw him lying there and knew, word of knowledge, that he already had been in that condition a long time. And he said to him, Do you you want to be made well? And if you put it in the, can you put it in the King James quickly, just so we can see it. I know we touched on it, just so we can look at it and move. The King James Version says, Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? It's a question. Jesus is asking him. Sure, in that circumstance, you know, we know how things worked out. But I think the powerful thing for me is, that's the question Jesus is asking us, or the Lord is asking us today. Wilt thou, do you want to be made whole? But you know what that means? It means that part of the responsibility sits where? If he's asking us a question, it doesn't all depend on God, because he wouldn't need to ask. You could just step in and do it. Part of the responsibility sits here. That's the crucial thing. There's a part God plays, but there's a part we need to play. So as we're going journeying through this series, what you heard last week, please don't put it aside. Keep it with you. You know, what God drops on your heart this week, keep it with you. So our part is to take what God says to us, what God should leave, you know, while you're sleeping. He'll show you something, but then it's up to you what you do with that. You know, the word will come, there's a, there's a light that will shine, but now what you do with what that light reveals is up to you. And then we obviously trust in God that in, this, in our midst, in this service, in these services, and obviously in your personal time, God will lead you and show you what are the steps to take to deal with whatever He's shining His light on. Amen. But the crux is, wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Pastor Eric said on Friday night uh, when we were here for that, you know, that prayer meeting, I think a lot of you were there, he said our, our, our wholeness or our healing starts off with a decision. Amen. It starts off with a decision. Some, and I know some situations are more hectic than others. Some are, you know, your boss shouted at you or, you know, whatever, and you're feeling a little bit somehow. Some are much, much deeper and much, much greater and much, much more serious than that. Amen. It's a lot more serious than that. But the thing is, it starts with a decision. And I'm trusting God that by the end of this service, you'll have the tools to be able to take a step forward, whether it's something that feels smaller or whether it's something that feels, you know what, God, there's like a mountain. I've never even tried to take this on before. Amen. You'll have the encouragement and the tools to be able to take this forward. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay, just one more scripture to, um, I, I don't know to do what, but maybe just to, just to encourage you or to, to get you onto the, onto the same page. Um, 3 John, I think it's chapter 2. We looked at it last week as well, obviously. 
So I'm going to touch on that, and then, then from there we'll move. So at 3 John, verse, what is it, verse, verse 2. <clears throat> Beloved, I pray that you may prosper, <clears throat> excuse me, in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper. Now that's obviously overall, your relationships, your heart, your mind, your thinking, your, obviously your finances, everywhere. I pray that you would prosper and in all things be in health. It's talking about physical health specifically, just as your soul prospers. That you may prosper in all things, in everything you put your hand to, in everything you try, your family, your everything, just as your soul prospers. And what we saw last week, it was emphasized and driven home so strongly that the prosperity of your soul, this prosperity of your life depends on this prosperity of your soul. So this prosperity of your soul determines the prosperity of your life, which means it also determines your future. It determines the direction your life takes. It determines the trajectory of your life. Because, I mean, think about it. If you've got some issues, there'll be some people which you, you know, maybe you're supposed to connect with and you don't. You know, because God often puts what we need in not the most obvious places. So depending on what's going on on the inside, that'll depend on what we receive and how we go forward. So the prosperity of our soul is so critical. It, 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 it informs and it directs our lives in general. That's why we're focusing on this. That's why whatever God says to you during the service, last week, this week, whatever it might be, you need to take note of it. Amen. You can't just, oh, okay, no, that was nice. That was a thought. No, no, no. You need to be, you need to take it, pray into it, meditate on it, you know, as, 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 as they say, drill into it until you are clear what step you're supposed to take because that word is a word for you. Hallelujah. Okay, so from here, I think let's go, let's have a look at uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. And can you please put it up in the Amplified Classic Version, AMPC, if you've got it. If you don't have it, then it's fine. Then just wave at me very strongly, and then I'll know that you don't have it. So let's put up the AMPC if you've got it. Uh, Proverbs 17, 22. And if you, yeah, if you don't have it, then we can just put up the Amplified Version. That might be the same on your side. In James Version, just while we get there. So, uh, Proverbs 17, 22. Okay, here we go. Proverbs 17, 22 reads as follows. Okay, you've only got the Amplified. That's fine. Um, just keep looking. If you have the AMPC, then please put it up. You don't have it. No, you don't. Okay, that's a, that, that head is not a... Uh, okay, we don't. That's fine. No problem. <coughs> so... Let me, I'll start off with the, with the New King James. This is what it says. <clears throat> a merry heart <clears throat> does good like medicine, but a broken heart dries the bones. <clears throat> a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken heart dries the bones. This is what, and obviously, we, you know, we heard some things about that last week, which is great, and this is, what it, this is what it says. In fact, I think I've got, yeah, here we go, good. Um, can you, you know what, it's fine, I'll just read this one. Please put the, I don't even know where to look, just put the amplified version up here, and then I'll look in a moment, and I'm sure it's probably on the screen, and it's my fault. So, a happy heart, listen to this, a happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind 
causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Okay, now listen to this. Listen to what the Amplified Classic Version says, AMPC. Listen to how it, how it translates this verse. <coughs> Excuse me. A happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing. A happy heart is good medicine. Okay, we've heard that. And a cheerful mind not only works healing, affects healing, brings about healing, causes healing. Can you see? The state of your heart is important. Like the more positive, the better the state of your heart, the better it is for you. And the truth, that's the truth. Other people aren't going to be as affected as you are. That's why and affects the well-being of how you affect it going forward. A happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing. In other words, as we make an effort, okay, so just talking about the mind now, as we make an effort to shift your thinking, to change your thoughts, to think positive thoughts, to think good thoughts, to think different thoughts, what does it say there? It says, oh wait, sorry, I keep forgetting, I've only got mine here. Give me a, sorry, just bear with me. We'll, we'll work out all of this in a moment. Um, works healing. Amen. It brings it about. So as you make an effort, as, a, as we said, the change starts with an effort, starts with a decision on your part. As you start to make an effort, yeah. so things start to change. But not only for now, it'll affect you further down the line. Anything you engage with further down the line, because of your positive disposition, it will engage that. You can even say it or neutralize it. It can change it. It'll bring healing even before you need it. Amen. So it works healing. So as we make a decision in and of ourselves, do you know what? I think we all agree. We all live on this planet. Me, you, all. So things go through our heads sometimes. Amen. Negative thoughts. Sometimes they're because of something in our hearts. Sometimes they drop from outside. Sometimes somebody does something. And the picture you've got in your head would probably end you up in prison. But obviously, you know, you don't, you know, you don't, maybe, I don't know if it's just in traffic or whatever, but you know, what's going on in your head? If, they, if, if, you, if you are prosecuted according to what goes on here, as I say, probably most of us would be in jail a long time ago. So, so, but here's the thing. So, negative thoughts go through our head all the time. But here's the question, here's the, here's the reality. What do we do with them? What step do we, that's, that's actually the question, that's what God's asking. I, I've given you the ability to shift your thinking, to shift your mind. What are you doing about it? Amen. So these things often come. There's a, there's a scripture, that, uh, not a scripture, a saying that Pastor Eric often uses. It's well known, it's been around for a while. I think Kenneth Hagin's over your head, but you can stop it from making a nest on your head. So think about a thought. You can't stop. The things will always come and go. You know, they're flying around all the time. You know, you switch on the TV, you know, and some funny program is there, and then, you know, a thought goes through your head. But now the question is, what's your next step? Amen. That's what determines how you go forward. Amen. That's what determines, you know, if you stay in health or if you, if you go down a different direction. Does your body remain in health? Is healing constantly affected, or do you go in a different direction? So what we need to look at, what's critical is there two, maybe, there are many types of thoughts, but let me, put, let me put two types of thoughts forward. Amen. One of them is what we think about ourselves. Okay? The other kind is what we think about others. 
And those are the two things we have to look at. So what do we think about ourselves? Obviously then intentionally shifting that. And then number two, intentionally shifting what do we think about others? How do we view other people? When other people do, do something, they take a step concerning, you know, a step that's not whatever, what you want. What do you do? How do you respond? What do you think? Amen. Okay. There's a scripture in um, Galatians chapter 6. It re- let, me re- let me just turn there. It reads as follows. It's 6 verse, I think it's 6 verse 1. Um, no, it's not. It's Galatians 5 from verse 13. It says, For you, brethren, <clears throat> have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Verse 14 says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Interesting, interesting scripture. So if you love your neighbor as yourself, you'd, you'd probably, the question is, if we pray for ourselves, what do we do for our neighbor? thought. So when, that, so when you see something negative, so when a negative thought goes through your mind concerning your neighbor, me, keeping in mind what we've looked at before, when a negative thought goes through, what do you do with it? How do you, how do you respond? I know nobody knows but God. <laughs> that's the truth. No one will know but God. But that's the, that's the million dollar question. What do you do with that thought? How do you respond to it? I get just as irritated with people as all of you do. It's just, it, it, you know, we all, have, we all have our ceiling, we all have our limits, we all have those people or those things or those circumstances which stir us up a certain way. It happens to all of us. As long as we are living on this earth, <laughs> you know, there'll be some things which will get to us. But the question is, what do you then do? When you see, when you see someone falling short, it's a, it's a challenge, but, but think about it. When you see someone falling short, when you see them doing what they shouldn't do, especially if it affects you, what do you do? How do you respond? Do you pray for them? don't know. Food for thought. That's what's been challenging me at the moment. It's just thinking, you know, you see, you see shortfallings in someone's life. Someone does this or doesn't or flip this person. You know what? They're always doing that. You know what? Like, can they just get a life? <laughs> really, you know, they just, they're always doing this. You know, if we're supposed to serve one another, if we're supposed to love one another, I don't know, maybe we should pray for them. You know, because obviously they're missing it somewhere. If we've all got issues in our heart, clearly our neighbor does as well. But here's the thing which is, which is huge for me. This is the, I guess this was the clincher for me. The Bible says, as you sow, so you reap. It says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I base, and there are many ways. I mean, we can, you know, we use the word, we use worship, we use prayer, you know. I mean, a couple of them were mentioned last week, probably some more will be mentioned next week. There are a lot of ways to bring about that healing or that wholeness we're looking for on the inside. But if you ask me what one of the critical things is, praying for others. That's what's on my heart at the moment. That's what God's challenging me with. Praying for others. As you do unto others, 
or do unto others as you want done to you. As you pray for the shortfallings, the mistakes, and the mess you see in other people's lives, don't you think God's going to come do that in your heart? Don't you think he's going to come and do I, I, I can't imagine God with all the power in the universe. You know, he says, as you sow, so you reap. For me, it's a big deal. You know, as you sow into other people's lives, you see this person always does X, but maybe they always do X because of something. So now you pray for them, God, either help them to see or strengthen them. Maybe they have family issues. Maybe they have, who knows, maybe they have a health condition they haven't told anyone. Who, it could be anything. But God can also, you know, you can, as you start praying for them, so he'll start opening up your eyes to see what's happening. I don't want to take too long on this, but just food for thought. I really believe one of the ways we're going to achieve and experience wholeness and soundness in our own hearts is by doing for others what we want to see done here. As we step out and we do that, I believe we're going to see healing affected on the inside of us. Amen. So, on that note, what does the, what does the Bible say? Bless those, who love, bless those who hate you. Pray for those who curse you. Love those who, okay, I probably got it in the wrong order. Anyway, you know what I mean. That's the, <clears throat> maybe we should look at that. Where is it? Matthew chapter? Where's Matthew chapter 5? Let me just quote it properly. Then maybe we can spend a bit of time praying quickly. Um, here we go. Matthew 5, 44. But I say, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. I think it said pray for those. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I guess I don't have to say, I guess it's written in the Bible. So, okay, what are we going to do? I don't have to say anything else. I guess now, there's there's my my sermon is preached for me. Bible's quite good at that. You can find the right verse. We're going to, you stand up, sit, whatever, but maybe maybe it's better if you stand. We're going to pray for those around us. We're going to do that now. So we're going to do some practical, we're going to start. I want you to to think of, you know what, I'm going to leave it up to you. I think obviously it says pray for those who um, spitefully use you and persecute you and love your enemies, you know, bless those who curse you. So it's probably in your best interest to pray for the people which your heart, (laughs) like, whatever, beats the strongest against the most. It's amen. Because if you can deal with that, everything else below that is not an issue. And, and I think if you deal with the, the biggest things confronting you, then, you know, God's going to come and deal with the biggest things confronting you in your heart. So I'll leave it up to you who you pray for, but we're going to pray for those around us. We're going to take a couple of minutes and then we'll see where we go from there. But we're going to pray. We're going to put this into practice. I want us to take a couple of minutes. I really believe one of the pathways to our healing, to soundness on the inside, is looking outwards and all the faults we always see, myself included, the faults we always see in other people, start praying for those and start saying, God, strengthen that person, help that person, bless their marriage, sort out their finances, deal, help them with their anger issue or their insecurity or their nastiness, whatever it is, help them. Why? Because you know that something's going to happen on the inside. Can we stand and can we pray? <coughs> Father, we bless you. We honor you this morning. We magnify you. We give you praise. Father, we lift up those around you, around us to you. Father, every person which has hurt us, which has affected us, Lord God, which has afflicted us, which has harmed us, damaged us, 
offended us in one way or another. Bless them. We bless them. We bless them. We bless them. Father, we ask that you would step into their circumstances in the same way as we want you to work in our circumstances, in the same way as you want us to affect us on the inside, in the same way as you want as we want you to give us strength, as we want you to help us, as we want you to give us mercy, as we want you to show us love, as we want you to give us second, third, fourth, fifth chances. Lord God, in the same way, my God and my King, we lift up those around us, every single person, my God and my King, which has done us wrong. Every single person which has afflicted us, every person which has treated us wrongly, unfairly, in an ungodly way, every person which has treated us in an ungodly way, Lord God, this morning we make a decision to bless them. We make a decision to love them. We make a decision to honor them. We make a decision to say, Lord God, your best for them. May your glory arise over them. May your glory arise in them. May your glory arise through them. May your glory manifest through them in the name of Jesus. Those around us, Lord God, we pray for health. We pray for healing. We pray for blessing. We pray for grace. We pray for goodness. Father God, do more that we can ask or imagine in the name of Jesus for those around us. Father, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Father, we commit every person to you. Lord God, we pray you would lay your hand on them. Let your kingdom come in their midst. Let your kingdom come, Lord God, in their midst, Lord God. Let your kingdom come in their families and in their circumstances. Father, we love you. Father, we bless you. Father, we glorify you. Father, we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now what we're going to say, God. What God has started to highlight for you this week, last week, what he started to do, probably even during the week, I know for me, um, nothing really stood out until about... I think halfway through this week, towards the end of the week, there were one or two things that dropped on my heart. They was like, oh, okay, you know, this and this and this. And then, of course, it's obvious. And it's like, I know, but I've had this thing for whatever, for ages. So um, I want us to pray into those things. There's a reason God has brought them up. Amen. Even, and here's, I want us to mention two things. Number one, if there's nothing specific, just start praying for health on the inside. Lord, I want to experience soul health. I want to experience perfect wholeness on the inside. Just if that's all you can pray, it's fine. God will show you if there's anything you need to deal with. Just pray that, God, I want to experience wholeness on the inside. And then you're, if there's anything specific that He's shown you and you don't know how to deal with it, then just start praying into it. Lord, this is what you've shown me. This is what you had. What's my next step? That's why walking with God is so exciting. He'll just often tell you what is the next step. He'll just tell you, listen, and because maybe for you to take that step is such an enormous thing, you know, to sort that out, all you can cope with is one step, and he'll say, okay, this is all you must do. This is all for now. You take that step, and then you find the next step. Amen. Does that make sense? Okay, so what we're praying is, Lord, I want wholeness on the inside for myself. Number two, if there's anything specific he's shown you, start praying to that. If you have the steps, if you know the steps to sort that out, he's revealed to you. Pray along those lines. If you don't, then just say, God, look, 
this is, this is the thing that's been coming up the whole week. I know I have to deal with it. How do we go from here? Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father, we bless you. <clears throat> we commit our hearts. We commit our souls. We commit our being. We commit who we are. Father God, we commit our insides in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> we want to experience health. Perfect health. Perfect healing on the scene. And we know that our health, Lord God, on the inside, our wholeness impacts our destiny. Our wholeness impacts our family. Our wholeness impacts our circumstances. Our wholeness impacts our soundness of mind. Our wholeness impacts, Lord God, our feelings, impacts our emotions. God, in the name of Jesus, Father, we realize that our wholeness affects every area. It affects our ability to communicate. It affects our ability to relate. It affects our ability to engage with people, to make friends, to connect with people, to connect with friendships, relationships, even divine connections in the name of Jesus are affected by our wholeness on the inside. Father God, you are glorified by our wholeness. You are magnified by our wholeness. You are exalted by our wholeness. So Lord God, this morning, in the name of Jesus, we ask for wholeness. We pray for wholeness. We look to you for wholeness. We call out for wholeness. In the name of Lord God, we declare this morning, we want to experience wholeness. We will not leave without wholeness in the name of Jesus. As we've prayed, as we've blessed those around us, as we continue to bless those around us, as we continue to look to those around us, Lord God, as we continue to look favorably and bless from a place of decision, not necessarily a place of feeling, as we bless from a place of decision, Lord God, we thank you that you're working on the inside of us. We thank you that you're doing more than we could ask or imagine. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are faithful. We thank you, Lord God, that you are faithful, Father God, in all things, at all times, in all circumstances. Father, we thank you for transformation on the inside. We thank you for healing on the inside. We thank you for strength on the inside. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for grace on the inside. We thank you for your hand on the inside. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for alignment in the name of perfect alignment so we can stand, Lord God, so we can fulfill destiny, so we can fulfill your glory, Lord God, so we can fulfill your mandate, so we can fulfill your plans for our lives in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we bless you. We thank you for working on the inside. We thank you for bringing transformation on the inside. We thank you for bringing change on the inside. We thank you for doing more than we could ask or imagine in the name of Jesus. Father, we honor you. <clears throat> we give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you have done, Father God. We thank you for how you stretched out your hand into our midst. We thank you for how you stretched out your hand into our hearts. We thank you for how you stretched out your hand into our circumstances. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Father, you've touched every heart here. <clears throat> You've touched every life here, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, you've given, you've given keys to every life here as to how to go forward, Lord God. What step to take from here, where to go from here, Lord God, and how to approach what is ahead of us. Father, we love you. 
we give you glory we give you praise we exalt you and we lift you up we thank you father god for doing more than we could ask or imagine exceeding our expectations on every side father god father god you are the strength of our lives you are good and you are faithful father we glorify you <clears throat> we give you glory and we give you praise we honor you and we lift you up in jesus mighty name amen hallelujah Okay, I was going to say one more thing in closing. I think we can be seated and then we'll, I think we'll close on that note. <coughs> so Acts chapter 7, verse 58, reads as follows. This is talking about uh, Stephen. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And then we know into verse 8, he persecuted the church. We find out later in the book of Acts, he cast his vote against people to have them put to death, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Verse 9, he had an encounter with Jesus. And then obviously he was transformed and started preaching the gospel. If Paul can get, if Paul can get his heart sorted out, there's not one of us here who can't get our heart sorted out. You want to have someone who, you don't know someone who had issues. <laughs> this guy hated the church with a passion. He hated Jesus. He hated the church. He hated everything about it. He used to, I mean, can you imagine? He was just, think about, think about the, the, the baggage that he was carrying. So he, he sat and he looked after the clothes. He, he was like, okay, no, let's put your jacket here, you know, just so you can, you know, stretch a little bit better when you pick up a stone to go and, to go and kill Stephen. I mean, can you imagine? Just, you know, just so you're not, you're not constricted. So I'll, do it, I'll look after your jacket. He has to face the same people, maybe even Stephen's family members. Dear Lord, how do you do that? That's, that's not a joke. The same, like he stood guarding. He's like, no, 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 put your jacket here. It's fine. I'm, I'm, we're okay. Like, I'll look after it. It's okay. And then, and then he started preaching that same Jesus. Yeah. Not too long after that. <laughs> if anyone could say they messed up in the past. I mean, he says, like, as far as zeal goes, you know, his, his, um, his, uh, whatever, his accolade for zeal was persecuting the church. <laughs> That's, that's what he writes. He's like, no, as far as zeal goes, no, persecuting the church, that was, you know, that's what I did. That's how far I took it. I mean, can you imagine, like, taking on God's people, putting them in jail, and casting his vote to have them killed? I don't know if you can take it much further. And knowing that they're God's people, knowing. So, yeah, imagine, ima imagine, imagine him coming to the kingdom, what kind of baggage he carried. And he was able to go forward with a clear conscience. He was able, there's no way he could have written what he did. There's no way he could have given direction like he did if his heart wasn't right. There's no way. There's no way he could have wielded the sort of power he did. There's no way he could have planted the kind of churches he did. There's no way he could have been a neutral referee in many of these issues, like the Corinthian church and all of that, if his heart wasn't right. Imagine what, so I guess what I'm, what I'm closing on is just if Paul, if you're looking at some of these things and you're thinking, you know what, this is a mountain. You know, how do I deal with this thing on the inside? Amen? Because so, some of these things look like mountains. You think, how, how do I deal with this? 
There are people you've dealt with more. If I can be so bold as to say that. There are people who I think have dealt with more. And yeah, some of, some, of, some of the time it's things that we did that we feel guilty about. Some of the time it's stuff that got done to us that we didn't choose. Sure, it's, it's not always the same. But what I'm saying is, if someone can, can overcome that and still end up writing two-thirds of the New Testament, you know, concerning the people who he helped stone and kill and put in jail and everything and get sorted out, any of us, any of us will be fine. Amen. Amen. So there's, 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 one more, there's one more scripture. I think it's, I'm just trying to remember where it is. Um, when, Jesus, when Jesus encounters Paul in, in Acts chapter 9, he says to him, uh, where is it now? Um, uh, Acts chapter 9, I think it's verse 4, 5. And he said to him, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. He didn't even, he didn't even recognize them. If he can go through a transformation, it's the same God that we walk with. It's the same God. Whatever he's showing you, whatever he's telling you, bring it to him. I believe the process has started. The process will continue. And remember where we started. We started in uh, Proverbs 17, 22, saying, you know, your mind a positive mind actually affects healing. It actually brings, just having a positive state brings about certain benefits. So that's why we're pressing for a positive state. Amen. <clears throat> Father, we bless you. We honor you this morning. We give you glory. We give you praise. <clears throat> Thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Father, you've done more than we could ask or imagine. We bless you, we give you glory, we give you praise, we give you honor. Thank you for every heart that is here. Each one of our hearts, myself included. Father, we trust you for more grace as we go forward, Lord God, to maintain wholeness in our hearts, to be able to recognize areas that need to be attended to, for the grace and the strength to be able to deal with them swiftly, Lord God. Father, we honor you. We thank you that you've done more than we could ask or imagine. Thank you for what you've spoken and you've said to us today. Thank you for what you've done, Lord God. We glorify you and we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.